welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. Um, we're going to take a look at scheduling, kind of dive in and, and see what's going on there. Uh, we'll lament a little bit about Michael. He's no longer with the Service Monster family, and we are sad. Um, we've got a new release we want to talk about for Service Monster 6. Spring Fill My Schedule campaigns. We've got a mobile release uh, that we want to touch on. A few smug posts. Um, and then also a change to the show, although it's going to be kind of at will. So I don't know how permanent it will be. Uh, but next week, very much like what we had the week before with Robert Atlas. If you didn't watch or listen to that podcast, go check it out. Next week, we're going to be sitting down with Brandon Vaughn. He's got a really interesting thing going. You know, he was part of a service business, um, has an interesting backstory, got into the service side for service businesses, kind of the B2B thing. And now just to prove that their coaching and their methods work, he's creating a startup and documenting the whole thing. Um, so we want to chat with him about that. It's very cool. He's uh, four or five months in. They're already in doing incredible revenue. So come check that out. But before we get to any of that, Adam, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so we're going to talk um, scheduling. Um, it's one of the most important processes that you guys are working with. Uh, it's the page you guys are on the most and you want to in the office. Uh, it's going to be kind of your bread and butter, right? That and the the order screen most of all. So we kind of thought we'd go over some some tips and tricks because these are things that I've seen uh, plenty of times that, that get missed, you know, with our support calls. Um, I dealt with it obviously in onboarding. Mary deals with, with it in onboarding. Um, th there's, there's a lot of things that, that you can do and I, I definitely kind of want um, I mean, I guess that's selfish of me as the product manager, right? But I definitely want you guys to be um, utilizing as many of those features as possible because they're going to bring value to you guys. So what we're going to kind of do, it's kind of a back and forth um, with Mary doing kind of some show and tell. And then um, Joe and I will be kind of throwing in some some things. Uh, but yeah, I guess let's just kind of get started and, and go over kind of like if you guys are just first coming onto the schedule. And by the way, I want to make a quick note. We're talking about the version 2.0 of the schedule. Um, and I know some of you guys are still using uh, version 1.0 and I actually thought this would be a good time. If any of you uh, listeners or your staff, any of you guys are, are you still feel like you're, you're stuck or you're using that version one, um, definitely kind of leave a comment, let us know. We have a couple of things that we're looking at um, getting finalized out this summer, but we definitely wanna know if there's something you feel like we're missing um, to get you guys under that newer schedule, definitely hit us up. Um, but that said, though, uh, we'll just kind of start, I guess, first and foremost, going over the settings, because I definitely see this get glossed over a lot. And we don't have to go into all of the nitty gritty, uh, but I just want to kind of show you guys a couple of interesting uh, things, which then Mary will kind of uh, show you guys how to do that. So um, first, let's just have Mary kind of let's, let's open up the main uh, schedule screen here, Mary. We'll just kind of go back and forth. So, <laughs> schedule. <laughs> yeah, we're on the schedule here. This is version 2.0. Um, uh, if you want to really quick show how to change between 1.0 and 2.0, in case the users don't know how to do that, we have this view selector up here in the upper right. Just click that and you can toggle between them. Um, definitely recommend you guys are on, on the newer schedule. Um, 
that's where all of the new changes are going to be going to. And so that's the one that we're going to keep updating. So um, the sooner you guys use that, the better. Um, but yeah, so let's, the settings is going to be up here on this little menu bar on top of the uh, schedule here. And when you first click into there, there's a couple of just really important things that I absolutely want to make sure you guys have filled out. Um, your business hours, uh, it's important, especially if you're using um, anything like, like a web form or things like that, they all key off of your business hours. Um, also want to make sure your max driving range is set correctly. If you guys, you know, have a large area, maybe you're, you're more, more condensed in, you know, a city or something like that. Uh, make sure that that's set properly because it's going to give you a more accurate color wheel, which I'll explain here in a second. Um, the other big thing is we added this feature, I don't know, time's an illusion. So I'll say six months. It's probably a lie. It's probably even longer than that. Um, but this small radius zone around the dispatch location, um, this was a feature that was in five. And when we first rolled out the schedule in six, um, it got missed. And we had a lot of chatter about it. It was one of the big things a lot of five users wanted before they came over. And what this means is that a small zone basically around your dispatch location gets gets toggled on. It has its own unique color. Um, it's like a light gray. And what that means is that if you have something that's right next to you, um, it'll show up as that. And so that, that lets you know that you can send that with essentially anything, right? You have a little bit of kind of leeway as far as what you're scheduling uh, with that. So kind of a big thing there. Uh, the hover details will show in a second. You can toggle that on or off and then the schedule interval. So that's kind of the main um, schedule settings. We'll bounce back and forth between here as we show kind of different features. We don't want to just go through the schedule settings and bore you guys to death, right? So um, so go ahead, and hit, uh, go ahead and close out of that, Mary. And let's talk about the hover details, which we were just talking about. So if you hover over any of these appointment cards, they're going to show you details in the hover mode here. And some of you guys like the hover pop-up, some of you don't. So we added that toggle in there. You guys can quickly use that to kind of navigate back and forth. Um, or sorry, to turn that feature on or off, I should say. Um, and yeah. The other thing you'll notice is I mentioned the color wheel before, right? Well, on top of each of these appointment cards, there's a different color. And what that means is that it's, it's basically, a, if you look at a circle, in fact, you just want to click the color wheel. Uh, turn that on here, Mary. So the color wheel here, um, you can set this up however you want. You can have kind of more options, less options, and so forth. Um, it's in that little toggle up there. You can also um, show what color is what direction, right? And so we usually kind of recommend you guys key that off of landmarks, right? Like if there's a body of water somewhere, you know, move the blue to that. Um, you can also do, uh, for us, we're near the Canadian border. So red um, can be north, right? So just kind of things like that that might help you and your staff remember what color is what. And then the little circles within, you can notice that it starts brighter and it gets darker. And so this is just basically a distance marker. And remember how we set up that um, max driving distance at the beginning? Each of those rings is one third of that. So if your max driving range is 45 miles, each of those rings is 15 miles, right? So you can see how um, toggling that is going to kind of help you guys. You can quickly find you know, the, the, the appointments that are further away versus the ones that are nearby, right? And it should help you guys schedule more efficiently, maybe fit in that, that extra job um, during the day. So the other thing that I want to note, you can close out of that, Mary. The other thing I want to note is right now we have the appointment details on, which means that on these appointment cards, you can see details. And if there, there's enough information, you can scroll within them, right? If there's extra, just like that. Um, 
sometimes you don't necessarily need that. Maybe you're just kind of scheduling on the fly. All you really want to have is the the colors themselves just to help you kind of quickly know at a glance um, which route is probably going to be best for that appointment. But we have a toggle right up here at the top to turn those details on or off. So if you turn them off, then they will all just become a solid block and it just becomes a little bit less daunting to look at the information, right? To, like I said, quickly find one that matches in that location. So we have similar um, things with the, all of these kind of um, uh, options up here on the, on the menu bar are some of those things that you can toggle really quickly to help you kind of you know make the schedule easier for you to view. So it's the same thing um, if you want to have the map on or off, if you want to maybe close the sidebar, uh, maybe give yourself more visual space. All of those are options that we made them toggles there specifically so you guys can quickly kind of make what you need at that moment um, most prominent, right? Same thing as far as the um, size of the schedule of, of each, I should say, row. Um, so if you open that up, there's, there's a bunch of different options. And so if you guys have a lot of details in your, your appointments, or maybe you're someone who schedules really quick appointments, we have, we have someone who does uh, regularly 15-minute appointments because they're just doing a lot of a pickup kind of stuff. Um, you want to you know, make the, the rows um, taller, essentially, so you can see that. Otherwise, you're just going to have a bunch of just data all kind of clumped together, and it's not really that helpful for you, right? So you can easily kind of expand that here and then just scroll vertically as you need. So with that out of the way, um, speaking of those appointment details, we can jump kind of back in to the settings. And this is a big one that we rolled out with 6.5. Um, and I should, this was right before 6.5 was the big schedule. This is 6.4. Uh, on the schedule settings here, appointment details, you can toggle what is important to you. Like, what do you want to show and what don't you want to show? And by default, we have them all turned on. Um, but you can come in here and you can say, okay, I don't really care about this on the appointment card. Um, you can toggle some of those things on or off. A lot of you guys, maybe um, Alan, if you're listening, I know you use the order group prominently. So he would want to have the order group on, right? So just kind of things like that that can help you, again, at a glance, only show the data that's pertinent to you. Right, so that's a big one. Um, the other thing is the minimum size, and so for some of you guys, this won't matter. You know, if you're if you're an owner operator, you're you're running you know one, two, maybe three routes. Um, your horizontal screen space is going to be a lot you know easier to work with than someone who maybe has twenty or twenty five routes. Right, the more routes you get on the screen, the harder it is to sometimes um, see all the data. Right, it gets really clumped together. So what you can do is you can set a minimum size. The screen is going to always kind of it's, it's going to fill the screen, right? But you can set it to not go beyond a certain width. And so you can say, hey, I want the minimum size to be super wide. Um, and you can save that and it'll basically stretch everything. So then you scroll horizontally, but it gives you more visual space, right? So again, it's all going to kind of, it's all kind of going to depend on what you need, right? Um, as a business owner. Uh, but we put these in here so you guys could, could customize that as, as needed, right? So uh, the only last thing on the, on the display, uh, I really wanted to kind of focus on this as well. Um, if you go into the settings and go to the, to the display tab, you can also show just a couple of things. You can, um, you can hide certain things like the daily route totals. Maybe you just want to show, you know, the per route versus the, uh, comp um, the complete daily. And if you kind of hover over Mary, you can see that um, the daily route total is going to you know, add all of your routes together. 
Um, and then the route totals will be on each route individually. So things like that. You can also set your first day of the week. Um, this is something that's pretty split 50-50 throughout our users. The first day of the week can either be what we call you know, the current day, which means you're always looking forward, right? So the first day of the week that you see is what today is. Um, and then if you have that setting, you can choose how many days you wanna show at a time. So maybe you only wanna look at the next three days. Um, again, this is especially kind of important if you have more routes, right? Because again, the schedule can kind of get um, pretty crazy. Or you can go up you know, to 10 if you wanna have kind of that larger group without having to jump week to week, right? The other option that uh, many of you uh, like is you can just set like your standard calendar week, right? And typically it's either going to start on a Sunday or Monday, depending on how you're working that. Or maybe you have kind of some off kilter hours. You only, you know, maybe you work Wednesday through, through Sunday, right? Something like that. You can set that first day of the week to be whatever you need there. And it'll just stay as your standard calendar. If you do that, though, you can't, you can't edit how many days show at a time. It's always going to be a solid week at a time. So. Anyways, I said I wasn't going to bore you, and here we are going through the settings. Um, but I hope that that was useful kind of for you guys there. Um, we'll get into some some more exciting things here. So we mentioned the color wheel before, and the kind of useful thing about this, um, uh, aside from just you know the visual indicator, is if you have the map showing, then you're going to have a, just a ton of just visual um, cues showing where those appointments are throughout the day. So if we just look um, at our, our map here, and you can expand this by the way, which she's hovering over right now. So you can show the full map at a time and then collapse it, depending on how maybe uh, much space you need. You can see these appointment colors throughout and where the different routes are going. So you have the route color, which is the what she's hovering over right now. And then you have each individual appointment, which has, has little flags. So you can kind of see that, you know, hey, I know this job's going south, this job's going north, east, you know, and so forth. And so, again, especially in your office staff, if you guys want to kind of see where everything's clumped together, uh, make sure that you're not spending time driving because that's a big thing, right? I mean, anytime you guys are out of the house, you're driving, that's, you know, potentially just wasted money, right? Because you might have time to fit in that extra appointment each day. So... Um, one of the things Joe talks about all the time, right, is average invoice. And in some of these industries, whether you guys are maybe exterior cleaning, carpet cleaning, and so forth, the average invoice is lower than if you're, you know, something like HVAC or something. So you want to make sure with that average invoice, you're getting as much volume as possible while still maintaining that quality work. So um, the other thing about the map that I think a lot of users uh, aren't aware is that you can actually... Um, toggle, you can leave the map open and you can toggle which day you're looking at. And so if you just click the route header there, it's going to um, swap days. So you can just kind of go through. It will ask you to refresh the schedule. We we did that to uh, um, actually, Joe, why don't I let you s step in and talk about the uh, Google Maps and what we had, why we, why we made that change? Why we did refresh? Yeah. We've, we've got to do a handful of more things too, because my cost for Google went from zero to 12,000 a month. And that happened over maybe a six to eight month period of time. And there they sit. <laughs> and so we said, okay, we need to start looking at ways to minimize the calls we make to Google. And we used to update your map live while you were making changes to your schedule. Um, but you guys make a lot of changes to your schedule. 
like a lot of changes to your schedule. It's where you spend most of your time within Service Monster. And so there you go. You make a bunch of changes and you hit your refresh button. And if you're going to go through change, refresh, change, refresh, just because you want to see it that way, then that's the small price you pay for costing me money hitting that refresh button. <laughs> yeah, this was one of those things. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware of just, you know, the market share that Google Maps has. I mean, I remember when the Apple Maps came out, Bing Maps, you know, those are basically memes uh, it, compared to what uh, Google was able to build. And so they had this, you know, free API for decades, right? And yeah. then basically, you know, in the span of a month, just pulled the rug out because they had that market share. And so basically they're able to do that. So, um, but it's an extremely useful feature. We wanted to make sure we kept that in there. So that's why it behaves the way that it does. And so now you guys it didn't are reduce my costs all that much either. <laughs> Cause we're getting more and more people on and that <laughs> creates increased traffic. Right. So anyways, that's fine. More on that later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so the other thing I want to talk about is the sidebar here. So um, with the sidebar section, remember, you can toggle it on or off if some of you guys maybe don't want to use that or so forth. Um, but the sidebar is going to be have a couple important things. This is something that, you know, when you guys are actively scheduling, you're probably going to want to have it on, especially if you're coming from the order directly, because that's what that on deck tab is up there at the top. We have three tabs, right? We have things that are scheduled. We have things that are on deck to be scheduled and then things that are on, on a wait list. Um, and I want to clarify too, our wait list is designed in the way that, now let's say that you're booked out three, four, five weeks, which a lot of you guys uh, I've heard, what we've seen kind of uh, across you guys are, uh, which is great to hear. Um, and you're, you're cleaning for Mrs. Jones and you have her scheduled for you know May 18th. And she's like, oh my gosh, well, is there any way you could get that in sooner? I've got, you know, grandkids coming in and I want to make sure that the house is cleaned. Like, well, I, I can keep you scheduled. I can put you on a wait list. And if something comes up, you know, if, and if, if a cancellation happens, and I'm sure you guys are well aware that cancellations are fairly common, um, that uh, you have a list basically that you can quickly navigate to and fill that spot. Cause again, we don't want to have those missed appointments, right? If, if your average invoice is, is, you know, $300, 250 whatever it might be, you don't want to lose that because, again, volume is important. So um, on deck is where you can basically uh, either drag appointments off the schedule or if you're coming directly from an order, um, you can uh, – you'll have – your appointment will be dropped here and then you drag it on, right? And so this drag and drop, you just use little grabber handles there, move the appointment as needed on or off. So – Pretty, pretty simple there. And the appointments, if you have a lot of appointments on deck, which some of you guys use, um, they'll, they'll be, you know, ordered chronologically and so forth. So. Hey, Adam, can you drop a job on there for me? Yeah. Uh... Oh, yeah, Mary. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can you do it again? Can you drop it into the body area? Right now, it's only up at the header. Er, okay. Something that right. we, we plan on addressing in the uh, schedule update. Okay. So. Um, see it live, ladies and gentlemen. Permutation of service model. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the scheduled portion here, if we go to that tab, um, this basically works in sync with the rest of your schedule. So, if, Mary, if you just click one of those appointments, it'll navigate to the schedule or it'll navigate to the sidebar, right? They, they work either way. So, if you just... 
go to a different uh, appointment on the sidebar and click that, maybe for something you see how it, it, it will automatically jump to that section on the, on the schedule. So it works either way. Sometimes you guys are going to be working directly on the schedule. Sometimes you just want to be kind of looking through your list. Um, so this is a quick way to kind of jump through a lot of things. And we're making a lot of improvements um, in the near future on this sidebar, by the way, um, after some feedback from you guys and just some things we want to do. In fact, the release that's going out later today is going to have a pretty drastic change on how the notes um, are going to work. But more on that uh, next podcast for you guys, I guess. Um, but you can do a lot of quick actions here. This is something that Joe and myself and the rest of the team spent a lot of time on to make sure that you guys didn't have to jump off of the schedule. And so if you guys aren't aware, you can do these these quick actions here. So you can send an email. You can, uh, you can make a payment. You know, you can open up the um, completion wizard. You don't have to do this directly from the order. You can do it right here from the schedule. So your office staff, you know, can just quickly go through these steps, get everything taken care of. They don't have to leave, right? Um, same thing with creating a new activity. Want to make a note? Maybe uh, you know something got canceled, and they want to kind of call back. This can be a quick activity that you make that you can assign to someone. To, you know, call them back in, in two days. The other big thing is you can update the status. So a lot of you guys are going to want to have kind of a quick way of just knowing. You know, hey, is it scheduled? Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry is it uh, confirmed, or is it just in the basic uh, scheduled? Or you know. Did it, uh, are the, the texts on the way, are they, um, or I should say on the job and that'll auto update when they, when they, um, basically clock into the job, right? So if you got, if they're on the mobile app, which I hope your technicians are at this point, um, when they kind of clock in on site, it will automatically update that to on the job. So again, you can quickly see, um, what stage each appointment's in, right? Speaking of that. Mary, why don't you hover over the little status bar on the appointment cards um, so you can kind of see uh, that over on the appointment cards, the little status bar right up at the top. Yep, right there. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, so you can see uh, on the uh, that the, this appointment is uh, confirmed, right? It shows right there on the status bar. Again, you're, you're hovering over the hover. We want to be on the, we call it the status, that little guy right there. So it'll show you kind of what the appointment type is. It has all of our defaults in there. Um, maybe, you know, it's an easy way for you guys to navigate, you know, is it just a sales or estimate kind of appointment? Is it just a rug pickup? Is it a drop-off? Uh, are we collecting money basically, right? Um, and then again, those appointment statuses. So if you guys aren't utilizing that, then I highly recommend that, that you maybe give it a whirl, so. So yeah, the other thing on this sidebar here is if you guys aren't aware, and we're going to make this more obvious, it's one of the big updates we're going to make. Everything at the top of here, so the appointment confirmed, the address, uh, the site location, or I should say the account name, all of those are links. So you can jump into the the account. You can jump into the site. Um, <laughs> give Mary time to yeah. actually do that. Uh, or you can just open up. If you guys like to use the full appointment modal, that's what we call the appointment page, um, the pop-up screen, you can also do that and just click up here at the top, bring that up and so forth. So speaking of this appointment modal, um, another thing you can go ahead and close it. Another thing you can do on the schedule is there's right click functionality. And um, I would have loved to have some sort of indicator for you guys to know that, but unfortunately 
pretty difficult. So if you right click on any appointment here, you can easily you know unschedule it, which bumps it to the on deck. You can cancel it. Um, if it's something that you just want to like just move to the next week again, it's just sort of a um, dragging and dropping kind of thing. You're saving time there, right? Or what I've really kind of want to focus on is the edit notifications. Um, if you guys aren't aware, Service Monster 6, you guys can set appointment reminders. So you can go ahead and click that, Mary. Um, and the appointment reminders you can set to be automatically made or you can manually do it for each appointment as you want. But this is the screen where you can actually um, work those. So you can either um, create appointment reminders, you can toggle them off. Maybe it's someone who, um, uh, by the way, if, if you cancel, they're automatically removed. But maybe it's someone you don't want to necessarily send your, your typical reminders, you just want to send one. Um, they'll show up here. See how many she has pending because this is her test account. Um, but you can you can cancel specific ones in here and so forth. So I've showed a few users this over the, over the years, and and the office staff is going to love it because this is it's a, it's a time saver, right? And this is important. You guys want to make sure your reminders are, um, you know, the ones you want to be sending. It, there's nothing more embarrassing than sending an appointment reminder that wasn't needed, right? So. Um, with that said, let's, uh, let's go back into the appointment then, and let's talk about grouping. Um, this is kind of one of the features that I really wanted to chat about because some of you guys are what I would consider power users and you guys have some of the craziest grouping I've ever seen. I, I love it. Like when I go in, but one of the big things that, um, Joe want, and the rest of the team has made sure of throughout the years is to give you guys some, some, you know, customization throughout service monster so you can tailor this and make it your own right and one of these would be the appointment type um, that we have some by default we have estimate work which is your standard one um, and then you can do uh, drop off pick up uh, and then other I think is a default as well and so highly recommend if you guys aren't using just the defaults highly recommend that you start because Remember what I mentioned before, you want to be kind of showing the difference between the uh, revenue producing um, appointments and those that aren't, right? So if you're just picking something up or if you're uh, a business who uses on-site estimates and you're not necessarily collecting revenue that first appointment, you want to make sure you're setting that, right? Um, same thing with uh, um, the drop-off and pickup, right? So another thing you can do here, though, is you can customize this. You can make custom items. Um, you hit the little plus button. You can do this with any of our, what we call pick lists, these drop-down lists that are editable, and you can make some. So one that I see pretty often is long distance, um, but you can also tailor this to whatever you need, right? If you want to specifically make an appointment type for maybe your services, you can. If you just want to say, hey, this is a rug or this is a, you know, whatever you want it to be there, then you hit the, the green check mark, save it. And the reason this is so important, guys, is because you can now run reports off of this, right? You can see what are the appointment types, what are the averages for those. Um, you know, you can get the, the the serious analytics, serious analytical data from that. That's going to help you guys, you know, know what's working, what's not. It's especially important if you guys, um, when in one of the podcasts we talked about late last year um, was diversifying if you guys are some or if you've you know expanded into other products and services that you're offering um you're going to want to be making sure that those appointments and things like that are you know where you want them to be right making sure especially if it's a more expensive thing maybe there's more training involved yada 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 whatever it might be right 
The other thing that gets tied to this a lot that I mentioned with Alan earlier is order groups. Um, a lot of you guys aren't even aware, I think, that these exist. And so, um, Mary, it's a great opportunity there. We could have just jumped straight to the order from one of the appointments. <laughs> so disappointed. On any of the appointments, you can, uh, <laughs> you can jump directly into the order. Um, but uh, I'm just giving her a hard time, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, but when you're on the order, there is a section on the order details over here on the right-hand side that um, shows group and subgroup. Group is the most important one. If you guys, again, are power users, you might use the subgroups um, more often. But this group allows you to basically group um, your orders by specific work that's being done. Right? So maybe you have uh, a rug cleaning invoice, um, just a carpet one. A big one is emergency services, right? If you're doing any sort of restoration, a lot of times you're going to have a very specific um, kind of invoice for that, right? It's not going to be your standard work. These are things you guys can use um, to, again, have advanced reporting. And this will also export over to QuickBooks um, as a class. So that's just one of those things. If you guys want to have that kind of organization and, again, get that deeper kind of data, um, then this is something you guys can, can start doing. So if we jump back to the schedule, though, And just so you guys are aware, just really quickly, let's do that from one of the, the appointment cards here. So you can either do it from the hover or you can do it from the sidebar, either way. You guys can jump directly into the order. And the reason why this is so useful and the reason why I made Mary do this is the breadcrumbs that it leaves up at the top, right? So after you've done everything and you've saved, you can click the breadcrumb right up at, at the top and jump right back to where you were working, so. Ooh, my goodness. I'm just doing a training session for you guys. I uh, hope uh, I hope that my soothing voice is not putting anyone to sleep. I really do. Um, <laughs> um, I was uh, falling asleep a little bit, but it was nice. <laughs> um, so just a couple more quick things I wanted to show. I just want to throw a laugh in there. Some, make sure you guys were... Uh, we're still, you know, paying attention to me. But um, if we go back to the schedule, there's one more thing I want to show you guys involving the routes. Um, up at the top, we, we talked about the daily route totals and such. Um, there's an important thing to note, and we're going to be adding more functionality to this. So please, please know that that's coming. I know it's something Joe gets mentioned about this a lot. Pretty much ever since we implemented this feature, there's been something that was missing for someone. So, but... Um, up here on the top with the routes, you can actually click on any of these to open up the route um, page for each of those. And you can make quick edits here if you need. So there's two quick, two important things here. One is the route tags in the lower left there. And one is the default technicians. If you guys have very um, standardized kind of routes where you have either a technician tied to a van or there's a there's a team of people that are always tied to that particular van or if you actually are doing routes so maybe you're you know if you up here like you have a seattle route and you have a mount vernon route and you have a bellingham route so forth um you can set these up to have default technicians you don't have to go in and do that every time right so if you drag and drop a new appointment onto that route it'll just automatically have all these so if you guys aren't doing that highly recommend you do 
The other thing with the tagging here, it's a great way to group. This is again, this is more important the more routes you have, um, especially if you're well diversified. Um, we have a local um, company that has uh, something like 20 or 25 routes, and they have very specialized routes. So those routes are doing, you know, one route's doing janitorial, another route might be doing just exterior work. One one route might just have kind of the lead text that has sort of the emergency services kind of thing. Um, one route might just be handling rugs, right? These are all things you can do. Um, you can go ahead and close out of that, Mary. You can do, and I saved this for last because um, when I've shown this to people in the past, they get super excited. And so if you guys aren't aware of this, those route tags correspond to this resources here on the schedule. So let's say that you're on the phone with someone and they start right away like, oh my gosh, I need to have this rug cleaned. Um, you know, my, my sister got it for me and we've just, you know, treated it like crap and we need to have it cleaned before she comes in two weeks. You can quickly open up that resource and you can just go down to the group section and just grab the routes that uh, involve rugs. And so if you do that, um, it'll just automatically shrink to only show those that, you know, have technicians that are capable of doing that job. So if you tag them appropriately, you can do this on the fly and basically make your schedule. Again, it's all about efficiency, right? That's what you guys are going to want. You clear the, the, the excess out of the way. I just want to focus on what's important to me. So with that said, there's plenty more I could go into here, guys. We could talk recurring appointments. We could talk um, Google Calendar stuff. We could talk uh, just probably for hours. But the one thing that I'm going to leave this on is the appointment list. I am shocked at how few users actually use the appointment list. And what we mean by that, if you just click into that, is it's just like our other grids. Like if you're just looking at accounts, if you're just looking at orders, it's going to show... Um, in chronological order, all of your appointments. You can quickly kind of make uh, either use the default views. You can jump to you know, maybe just look at canceled appointments or look at you know one of the other kind of default uh, views there, or you can create a custom view. And this is why I'm always gonna always gonna kind of hearken to this. You can create a new custom view to show whatever you want to track on here. So you can make your own miniature report. Remember when I mentioned those appointment types before? You can make a, your own report that's focusing on you know specific appointment types or so forth. So you can get the data either, you know again, very specialized, what you're looking for here, or just in our default reports. So just kind of one of those things that is going to be useful that might not necessarily be easy to grab, especially if you have a lot of data on the schedule. You can come to this appointment list, make a quick search, you know, filter something down, jump to one of the other views, and so forth. So... There's a lot of power to be had in these grids. There's a very there's a reason why it's you know one of the things we focus on, right? So, service monster, service monster. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I think uh, I think I gotta I gotta stop talking for a second. Is there anything you kind of want to throw in here, Joe? Like some things that uh, you feel like you've seen throughout the years that might help users? No, I think you got covered. Perfect. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, this is, does not cover everything. Scheduling is such a huge portion of Service Monster, and combine that with mobile and, you know, how that all works together. It's a beast. It's, you know, it represents 70% of the usage of our product, probably represents 40% of the app. Uh, the only other area that's as given as much attention is our marketing arm. 
So as far as a single individual piece, so it's a, it's ginormous. So if we, we didn't show you your favorite feature or, you know, you're like, well, how do you do recurring appointments? How do you do contracts and recurring payments? Like we got all that too. No worries. We just didn't want to try to shove it into a, how many minutes one. are we already? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, um, I hope that that was useful for you guys. Again, we're always trying to bring value. And so I really hope that there was something in there that, you know, the listeners could kind of see, pick up on. Maybe it's something you weren't even aware that existed. So Mary, do you have a favorite thing about the schedule that you think we missed? Uh, the only thing I would add, because I was going to say the appointment color coding is my favorite thing with the schedule, uh, anything outside of your maximum driving range will be color coded as a dark gray for you to easily identify, hey, that's further out than I usually drive. Mm, <laughs> what? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying I got it wrong. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's the sound it should make when you try to schedule outside your service area. Right extra $20 fee. <laughs> yeah. There's Very one good. other thing. Um, one, it'll literally take two seconds, Mary. Why don't you show how to do the, uh, um, if you click up, if you right click the route header itself, you can, uh, you can go ahead and you can um, show that route on Google maps and it'll do it in order. So this is another one that a lot of our users aren't necessarily aware. I didn't know about this. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. So it'll show them in order and what the fastest route is and so forth. So. Wow. There you go. Very cool feature. Yeah. All right. You know what? Let's jump into some service monster news, guys. Let's, uh, let's, (laughs) let's, uh, let's let Mary have a a break here from Sean. Thanks for doing that, by the way, Mary. yeah <laughs> and uh let's wake everyone else up and let's listen to me some more i guess but uh like joe said we have um a hot fix going out today uh for service monster and it's going to have a couple of big changes that um I, we'll probably take a, a minute to show you guys next podcast we're making some changes to the notes we're giving you access to all of the note types directly within the sidebar and we've completely redesigned it. It's beautiful. Um, it's it's color coded. It uses the Notepad, uh, a sticky colors. You know, if you guys are familiar with some of the colored Notepads, other than just the yellow, right? It's pulled straight out of Microsoft the sticky notes. Um, but the uh, the great thing, like I said, is all of the note types are there. So you and they'll be color coded. So you can see the account note. You can see the order note. If there's site notes on there, you can see that. And so forth. And there's no longer that weird kind of autosave. Um, we we tried to make it as simple as we could there for you guys, but it was causing more problems than it was helping. And so we we gave a specific edit option to that. It'll pull up a little page. You can see the full notes. You can make details um, or edits as needed. And the really cool thing about this is we're going to add some basic formatting um, in the somewhat near future here uh, when we're going through that schedule update that I mentioned before for you guys this summer. So we're going to add some actual formatting so you guys can do things like bold, underline, italic, um, some bulleted lists, things like that. So excited for you guys when that comes out. Um, we've also had some hot fixes since the last time we talked. Uh, I highly advise you guys just go to our release notes. We'll make sure we link that specific uh, note here in the podcast because I just don't want to kind of go through some of those minor kind of changes that have been going on. Um, 
on the mobile front, we've got a release. Uh, it's going to be going out early next week. Um, what we already talked about, it's got Sinjim. It's got the account list, um, a bit way to see you know, accounts you've been looking at recently. Um, it's alphabetized. It's really easy to work through. Um, and then there's just a ton of just little tweaks, uh, both UI tweaks. Sinjim? Did you say Sinjim, Adam? <laughs> I did say Sinjim, yes. Holy cats. What can you do in the mobile app on Sinjim? So, um, if you guys aren't aware, Sinjim does a couple of things. It, it uh, allows you to set up kind of uh, basic client retention stuff. It allows you to send things out um, post uh, work being completed. So you can kind of as a thank you, right? Um, now they also have what's called a radius bomb, which yeah, I was going to say that's boring. Fill my schedule is way better than that. If it is, yes, the radius bomb is the big thing uh, with yes. Sinjim, and basically when you're at a, a particular address um you can both on service on desktop by the way and on the mobile app you can pull it up it'll show the radius and you choose how many you want to send right because especially if you're in a condensed area you don't want to necessarily send 500 um but then you can send various things you could just send something as simple as a postcard but you can also send things like flowers or brownies or a bunch of other things that i'm missing off the top of my head but they have a big kind of drop down as what you want to send and they're all just based on credits so in syngym you just have credits you can you know fill that up as needed and then you just fire that away and in the mobile app again it's set at your fingertips right so if you're on an appointment you feel like it's in a neighborhood you want to maybe do some work for boom you can fire off that radius bomb send it off to some of those neighbors so it's five rounds on steroids and you don't get the data but you get to you get to hit them up with a direct mail campaign. So it's a direct mail campaign, five arounds digitally, and you can control what five means, right? You can extend that out in the area, get the whole neighborhood, maybe hit 150. So um, I'm amazed more people aren't using it. And I think they're not using it because they may not have created a well thought out and well designed end to end campaign. Right. A sequence that they should build there should include three mailers to that group over a specific period of time with very specific messages. And uh, I haven't seen too many people do that. So I would encourage you to do that. It's a pretty incredible opportunity there. Yeah. And there's also kind of an in-between where you can just send to neighbors and it basically sends it to the closest neighbors and you yeah. can choose how many that Ten. is. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. So a lot you can do with that. So if you guys aren't aware... We integrate with them, um, and now it's going to be in the mobile app. So, make it super easy on the mobile app. Boom. <laughs> um, one other thing. Uh, normally, we would give this to Michael. Um, again, uh, he's no longer <laughs> with us, and it is honestly sad. He's been a huge part of the team. Uh, I miss him dearly. But uh, uh, onwards and forwards, right? But the spring FMS campaigns are still available. We're well into spring at this point, um, but that is available, you know, all the way through. Um, some of them, some people send them all the way through the summer, right? So you guys can kind of get on that. We'll have links to how to do so if you're still interested, um, or you can always uh, give us a call. Last thing we'll do here, we'll do some smug posts and we'll call it a day. Man, this is definitely an Adam heavy, uh, Adam heavy podcast. I don't know how I feel, how I feel about that. I uh, like it. that's good so the first uh, comment came in from Tony um, was going through kind of discussing they have a lot of commercial clients with uh, numerous locations 
And they were kind of having issues with the billing address versus work address and kind of how best to proceed with that and so forth. And um, Joe kind of stepped in and talked about some things, but there was also a really great post from Mary Lynn um, and just kind of showcasing just some nice ways you can handle this. So the first thing I wanted to, to point out is the primary address and billing address are the same thing. So if you're in an, in a, an account, um, Mary, why don't you just kind of pop into account while I'm talking here? Um, if you're on an account, you can um, see the primary address right then, right in there. And that's going to be the same thing as the billing. So if you're dealing with maybe like a property manager um, and they have a lot of, you know, different buildings, different addresses and so forth, you can go in and you can see that address right there. And so that's, that's the primary, that's the billing. Then when you're doing the service locations, that's going to be your sites tab. And some of you guys might have, you know, 500 sites within one account, but there's other things you can do as well. So one of the, what Mary Lynn suggested was they have, um, she just gave an example, ABC company, um, dash, you know, Apple location, and you can do ABC company dash, you know, pair location and so forth. And then you just have a parent with a parent company, which is the ABC company. So everything's still organized. You can still run reports very easily and see kind of how much revenue you're pulling from them and so forth. Make sure your price points are where you want them to be. But you're grouping everything by who is being billed. That's the important thing. The primary account should be who's getting billed. You can have different service locations within that primary account. So hope that helped. Um, the next one, if you just want to jump back into the main account screen there, Mary, we'll do a quick thing here too. Jeremy uh, was a longtime five user, came to six and was like, I can't find the uh, do not mail uh, button. And so just wanted to kind of highlight here on this page, all of these buttons that Mary's highlighting here, um, these are the do not contact. So if they're red, that means they're, they're, enabled, or they're enabled in the sense that you're not going to want to contact them. So that goes for all those phone numbers, that goes for the billing address there, which is the do not mail. Um, same with email, uh, Facebook, uh, things like that. So just wanted to highlight that on the account details page here. That's just how you toggle that on or off. Oh man, this next one came in from um, Daniel and he uh, was looking at the company summary uh, dashboard, which is on the home 2.0 page. And he there was a little bit of confusion there as far as uh, what this was comparing. So if you are on the home screen there and uh, you just look at the company summary, there's a month to date, there's, there's a 30 day and there's a 90 day. Right. And so he thought that they were looking, they were comparing the last 30 days to what, you know, um, sorry, the previous 30 day period to the current 30 day period. And it's actually a year over year uh, comparison. Um, but the main thing I wanted to show you guys, if you're not aware Throughout the app, we have help help links directly on a lot of these things. So on any of these dashboards, um, you can just see the little question mark up there in the upper right. Just go ahead and click that. You'll go to a help page that's directly you know focused on what this dashboard does and the, the data within it. And we also, if you jump back to Service Monster there, Mary, we also have help links on the whole page. So you'll see this question mark up in the upper hand right upper right hand corner. If you go to that, it's going to go to kind of the more general, you know, this is the home page, right? And so we're trying to make it easier for you guys to find what you need to help in the moment without having to go searching for it. So just something to kind of be aware of. 
Lastly, um, you guys heard me talking about notes and formatting and things. And um, some of you guys might have, if you like, you know, bold and underline and just some basic way to highlight things, right? It's a really just kind of nice thing. Um, we had a post from Josh. There was some HTML markup in their job notes. And this is where this whole thing kind of came from is our development team, um, there was there was a whole nother thing. I won't go into the, the details, but basically in that process, um, he enabled really basic HTML editing um, because it comes, um, Chrome itself allows that. So if you just hit control B, you could make something bold and Chrome would display that. There's a problem though, is the mobile app doesn't necessarily know how to read that. And so on the mobile app, those notes would have the you know ugly HTML tags. So um, if you guys aren't aware of that, that's that's fine. This is really only a few power users probably even noticed that it happened because it's only been out in the wild for a couple of weeks. But we're putting a kibosh on that. We obviously don't want the mobile notes um, to be ugly in that manner. And that's why I talked about we're going to add what's called a markdown editor. Um, it's, a, it's a more lightweight and we're going to coincide that with mobile. And so that's going to come out at some point later this year. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, it's honestly going to be pretty exciting kind of what you'll be able to do with notes when that's out. So. So yeah, with that, I am out of breath. Uh, I need to drink this water that's sitting in front of me so my voice doesn't just start cracking. Um, Adam, every episode, you guys can all kind of cheer on how, how great that is, right? Listen to me instead <laughs> of Joe. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I got. Uh, thank you, Adam. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Of course. And uh, thank you for your attention. Hey, don't forget next week with uh, Brandon, some very interesting telltale about he how he started his new startup service business. It's doing gangbusters all to prove a point. Yeah, that one will be on Friday, right? Friday, yeah. Yep. Friday, 2 o'clock. So if you guys are those regular Thursday viewers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't count on that. Just like this one happened an hour before. Ooh, we're moving and shaking on you. Can never count on it. Winning strategy there, Adam. <laughs> Uh, all right until next time guys thank you so much for your attention peace